0: hello everyone welcome back to let's take a moment this is the podcast where we take a step back and we think about things and there's quite a lot to think about at the minute and um, today is the final day of the queen lying in state following her sad passing i uh, did a podcast about the queen the last time so check that out Uh, done shortly after she passed it's obviously a time of national mourning it's affected my work insofar as client work in public affairs dealing with political process that's obviously very muted very somber at the minute Um, but what I want to talk about today is both light and dark so um, that's the kind of somber situation we have the funeral tomorrow most things are closed so I'm gonna to have to get myself to the supermarket today make sure I've got food in for tomorrow uh, all the usual practical things and then uh, as of this week actually quite a busy week coming up uh, before week's holiday so <clears throat> I'm going to my sisters for a visit uh, but before that on Thursday I'm going to see a friend at home first uh, that is the place that I was gonna go a while ago you'll remember I think I did mention it um, to see where Last of the Summer Wine was, was recorded and I'll do a podcast around some of the thoughts of that and what that was like. Maybe I'll record that as I drive home when it's fresh in my mind. So That seems like quite a nice, uh, well actually I'm not driving home, I'm getting the train home so that probably won't happen but when I get home uh, I'll record something while it's fresh in my mind. Before that again <clears throat> On the Tuesday uh, Obviously that's not work But on the Tuesday I've got a, um, a trip to York So I've got a pitch A new business pitch For a public affairs contract With the managing partner With a young lass called Katie And a freelancer called Laura Who's an expert In the area that we're pitching on So that'll be interesting It'll be my first new business pitch In person So that'll be exciting Really looking forward to that the other update before we get into the the meat and tooth edge if you like of the um of the podcast itself uh is a couple of things firstly that i'm going to be doing a youtube video going through my four favorite locations i'm going to share it and uh, now it may not be of interest but i have four places that i go to record these podcasts if i don't do them in the house obviously if i if i, if I, if I do them in the house then then i'm in but i quite like to go out and about i like the I like the fact that I can go out in the car, switch off, leave whatever is my kind of stress out the way. And I seem to be able to do that. So I have locations. The one I'm at today is the one near where I grew up. Uh, It's basically just a bypass, but it's actually an old Roman fort. But you can't actually see any of it. (laughs) It's just a field. But it's where the Roman fort used to be. Many many hundreds of years ago, <clears throat> and it's where basically the village was built around. The other one is next to my dad's allotment. Now I actually, I can actually see the allotment or the outskirts of it from where I am. It's a, down a bank. It's further away. The other location is again not a million miles away, but it's uh, Herbert Farm, which of course you will know. And the other one was well, actually another two. So it's actually five. Is um, although I've never done a podcast there. I quite like sitting in a place called Crooker It's a car park. Um, a bit of contemplating in there and then down the road at Wellington where you guys know i did that reflection about the people at the bus stop which i thought was quite nice and i like to sit there and enjoy um enjoy just relaxing with a with a can of diet coke Uh, many years ago i used to get um i used to get a, a greg sausage roll maybe even two when i was being really bad um (laughs) <laughs> very nice but i don't do that now that brings me on nicely to the next uh update which is that i had my 12 weekly weigh and um lost 22 pounds so that's really good uh really happy with that and obviously my target for the next 12 weeks is to lose uh, another 30 so that will bring me up to 50 pounds of weight loss which would be great but it's still probably only half what i want to lose um but i'm doing it in stages it feels good i'm ready to crank up the next phase, which is going to be uh, integrating the gym. Uh, it's going to be doing more actual exercise. So starting to integrate a little bit of biking and cycling uh, back and forward from, from where I used to live. And I'm looking forward to that. I've got to be mindful of the fact that even though it's not a fitness thing, it's a health thing, that when I'm walking or, or doing like even low impact sort of leg stuff, I get my left foot has never been good. And I get really sort of painful heels. I've got, I think I've got plantar fasciitis, which is irritating. And these things are hindrances to doing like, for example, jogging. I, I would lose the almost the ability to walk for like a week. So I've got to think about doing more cycling, which is obviously the probably very low impact insofar as leg stuff, which will help me do more, more often rather than having to take <clears throat> lots of rest and be in pain and stuff. I'm hoping as I get thinner, Uh, and obviously less stress on the on the legs that 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 might improve but we'll have to wait and see um so yes it's going well obviously there's more diet stuff i can change i've now got a plan to adjust the breakfast i didn't want to give up what i normally have which is crispies and toast so i decided i'm just going to have that for my lunch and then just have my weetabix in the morning so effectively i just end up having what i would previously have been called a big breakfast between tea and and that's technically getting me down to nearly sort of two meals a day which is i would say under 2000 calories um which i think is going to be you know it's gonna it's gonna make sure that i lose weight uh from the size i am and you know with exercise involved in that you know and keeping up with the the medical regime with the insulin i think that's going to see me through to the next 30 pounds so fingers crossed i deliver that which i'm excited about and that is the end of part one so um yes i'm going to call it a little short break um, and what we're going to talk about when we get back is just some reflections on evolving priorities and which i think is important and how we some of the thoughts around that so we'll have a short break so if you want to think about yourself about how your priorities change how they uh, adjust as time goes by then hopefully you'll find that that useful um so let's have a short break and i'll see you in just a moment's time Welcome back, and I want to just give a big shout out to the people who who do tune into this, um, and a big shout out to Dave who had me on his podcast a while back. Um, always enjoy the fact that he listens in. If anybody's come from there, thank you for for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed my uh, appearance on his on his podcast, and that I didn't ramble on too much. Um, so it's nice to see a little bit of of progress on my my own journey, but obviously they're very keen to keep pushing keep moving forward on that um whilst not being unrealistic like i'm not saying eventually i'm going to be eating like two salad leaves a day but i just want to get to a point where i feel good about myself and you know i don't feel any different at the minute i probably should i probably should praise myself but i just feel like it's the really stupid weight gone and now i can get on with the kind of the weight loss that i should have lost in the first place so it's all good but what i want to chat about is is evolving Priorities, and this isn't just um in relation to health; it's in relation to to everything. Uh, because what I've noticed is, when I'm sitting at my computer and I've, you know, I love my my home desk, I'm, I'm very often thinking about, you know, what can I change in terms of my career. You know, and I've been looking at, for example, forex trading as a potential new career. If I'm honest, if I could get it to work, and I've realised that it's an extremely difficult thing to get involved with it's very very complicated there's not many people making money from it there's a lot of people online who are selling systems and are selling ways to win but often when you do a trade and you it doesn't go well somebody in hindsight will be able to tell you why it didn't go well um and why you should have done it slightly differently and and it's it's very very complicated to i'm looking for like a simple system i can just rush rinse repeat um, and I'm very interested in the Forex markets. I find it fascinating. Um, but I don't think it's going to be uh, the the sort of way out that I was maybe looking for. Um, but that's fine, you know, because at the end of the day, I've given it a good air and I've done tons of research in it. And I found it really fun. So I've, I kind of, I look, for, I look to link things that I enjoy with things that could make me money. Because to me, the sort of dream is that I can feel all the time like I feel now and when it comes to to work and it's something that I'm working on and I'm starting to feel slightly better about it is there's always the problem in a, a work setting that people who are more established and higher up than me I do have like a a slither of is it arrogance or is it just confidence I don't know where I believe that I could do any job so I don't believe anything's beyond me so I I rail against the sometimes a view that's given, sometimes positively, I'm not saying it's a criticism in a, an appraisal setting, but when they say that we expect you to be ready eventually, that's when this sort of arrogance comes out in me, and I say, well, I'm ready now. You know, give me anything. I'm never going to be found wanting on, on stuff. Everything that I've done in my life, I've never done something yet that I've said this, I am unable, I am incapable of doing it. I've often been it could come into things like business stuff where I've thought, do I want to do it? That's a different thing altogether Not that I can't do it But do I want to invest that time in it And that's usually the thing That stops me doing stuff It's not like I am incapable of doing it Or I'm not good enough And this is obviously not, not I don't want anyone to think That I'm being arrogant Because I'm not It's just I don't like it When people pay you a compliment And then knock you down I've had that in my life constantly Throughout in family life where people are very, very adept at knocking you down whilst building you up, you know, and it's how you look at it, I guess, and this is where you've got to have that deep confidence in yourself, and I haven't got that, right, I just don't, where if somebody says, you know, I think you're doing very well, and next year you'll be ready for whatever, it's it takes a really developed big person, as in a an admirable character to take that feedback and say thank you and not feel like they're sort of actually stopping you doing something good so that same decision that same praise is probably the reason why you're not getting a pay rise or why you're not getting and then there's other people who and I quite often look around and I don't see now this might might be me but I don't see why they're ahead of me I'm not really sure what they do that's better than what I do I I often I always notice when people are are just sharp. Like I've got a friend of mine who talks forex with me, and he is just absolutely brainy. Like he sees things in relation to that, and you can tell why he made money. You can tell why he just has an understanding that I'll never have, and I can hold my hands up to that. If someone's better than me, I hold my hands up to it. If I play football, and someone's a better footballer, I always knew who was better at football than me. I was never a good footballer. So you've just got to kind of have that inbuilt ability to just be honest with yourself and and that's what I've always had now that can be you can actually go too far on that and you can become you can become too critical whereas you're always self deprecate it's not just a admirable sort of humility it's actually self criticism which the line can be very very dimmed very gray in in that area um so that's what I'm kind of thinking at the minute That <clears throat> I was thinking about Do I push forward with, with this change? I was looking at things like Twitch I was thinking if I could become a professional gamer Make money playing FIFA or Madden or something Or, or online chess or online anything VP4, whatever But then, would, would that be sustainable? And the reality is on Twitch If you're not really, really good looking Which I'm not then you're gonna struggle. You know, there's loads of beautiful women on Twitch. Like every girl on Twitch who's doing well is really pretty. And they do that thing where they're in hot tubs and they sort of flaunt themselves a bit. You know, it's hard for a non-quote-unquote attractive girl to break through on Twitch. In the same way that a guy, and actually asked a streamer this question, that like anonymous question answer session, And I put a question saying, if you're on Twitch and you're not really good looking, can you make it? And she answered it really honestly. She said, well, it will be much harder because ultimately, as good as your content is, people stay because you look nice. She says that, you know, she appreciated that she was, again, I use this word awkwardly, quote unquote, hot. She said she understood that people came because of that because of what she looked like because she worked on herself because she looked after herself because she wore certain type of clothes when she streamed, and that was you know I don't watch a lot of it, but I noticed this question and answer session and I thought I'm gonna go and ask that question um I don't watch just out of just to be really clear and I can prove this to anybody who really wants to know who knows me um I don't watch you know pretty girls on Twitch just because they're pretty um i i watch gaming channels um but i'm always fascinated by the fact that you know in theory you can play games and make a lot of money now isn't that better than working for a living if you could make like 10 grand a month xqc for example makes 27 million a year now he's a good looking dude um and he's very established i'm not expecting that i could do that at 41 it's very very unlikely however that kind of almost a dream you know of, of a of a way, a way to live. It would just seem to me like that would be winning at life if you could fix yourself a way to, to do that rather than the sort of drudgery of, of work. I wish I loved like, and I mean, love, 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 my day-to-day work in in a way that, like, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Um, I enjoy it. I'm not. I don't hate it. And I think that's it sounds like a low bar, but I'm interested by it. But I don't. I'm not addicted to it. You know, if someone said to me, guess what, Mal? I'm going to give you um, two million pounds. So you're going to be able to secure your future financially for the rest of your life. Even if you just wanted to pay yourself like a wage every month out of that. It never never grows. You don't invest it. You just literally take that money. And that's all you can ever earn again. I would never be devastated that I didn't have to do what I do again. If somebody said to me, I'm going to give you that same two million quid and you're never going to be able to podcast again and you're never going to be able to play video games again. How do you feel? Well, at that point, if I'm honest, the heart and the head coming into play, the head's very happy, but the heart's gutted, because I love those things. Um, and would I, and it's, it feels like a 50-50 decision, as mad as that is. Wouldn't I not be better plodding along like I am now, getting to do the things I love? And that's my, that's my thought process. That's a really good way of, um, if you're honest with yourself, analysing, what do you love to do? Because if someone said, right, here's enough money to do, to basically have a great life. I'm not talking about like ten million quid, you know. And I'm not talking about the sort of reality of the fact that you would play by the rules for a while, and then carry on with what you wanted anyway with the money. But I'm, I'm being honest about like if it was just impossible for you to do these things. Let's simplify it to a, a black and white. I had to comply situation and someone said you couldn't do X but you could have everything else, would you do it? You'll soon find out if you really, um, really, really want to do that. Classic example is that you could have 10 million quid but one of your parents would pass away on the spot. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. And it's just simply, it's very stark and uncomfortable decision but it highlights, you know what, the point that I'm trying to make. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in sort of these evolving priorities Just having these little bits of hope out there Now, other thing that I wanted to cover Was that I'm always very conscious That when, for example, I was looking into Forex And I was considering like Oh, I could make a lot of money And I could buy this, buy that And I could have like a better life And I got really excited And it gave me hope and I, And I realised the the power of having a, a pathway, even if it's the speculative one. I've realised that you've got to have that. You through evolving priorities and through keeping trying new things. You know, you have to have that push forward, the, the, the sort of the, the dream. And this colleague of mine is, is really interested at the moment about becoming um, the next member of parliament for this area. That's subject to being selected by the party. That's subject to then winning an election. Lots of things could change. There's going to be a boundary review, and not going to get into the politics, but on a base level, they're interested in becoming an MP, and they wanted my help in terms of getting, you know, working out how best to go about trying to do that. And I saw in them, <clears throat> given that they they lost their council seat like me at the last election. And she has her own business, but I don't think it really grabs her. I think she enjoys it, but it's a, it's a means to an end. Definitely the, the pull of the nuances of politics just grab her more than what her business does. It's quite clear. And to, seeing this like opportunity to play out in this push, I could see why that job pushes people to do it. Because when you're a member, you're involved in in big things. Obviously, you've got to deal with the derision from the public. You've got to deal with all the negative stuff that we all know all about. But I can see why that's attracted her. Because you can't not feel like it's purposeful. So you're getting that for free. You become the figurehead. So people are not deferential, but it's about you. You're the important person. You're front and centre. And if you have that in you to want that, and you have to <laughs> to do that job Then that's again an appeal It's another box that gets ticked And it's it's important It's meaningful You have purpose, you have meaning You have attention you have It ticks a lot of boxes um, There are downsides <laughs> And I could go into a lot of And I will at some point do a podcast um, I feel like it's not necessarily where my niche audience is but I, I think I would like to do one at some point about, and I probably should have done one by now, about why I'm giving, leaving politics behind um, and go into some detail about the story behind that, which I've avoided um, because it it sort of focuses on, an, on, a, on a painful part because there is pain to leave it behind when it's enforced. I, I was quite happy to do so. My... The way that I look after myself in a lot of areas Is I have a pros and cons awareness all the time So you might leave certain things behind But if, if there's pros to it, I'm usually happy You know, so the fact that I'm not eating the food that I want to eat That's okay because I get to um, the, You know, the pros and cons I get to feel fitter, be fitter you know? So you've got to always match and mirror the uh, Pros and cons on on situations But I will do that podcast At some point So I'm probably going to I'm probably going to leave it there Um, I guess the takeaway point If you've made it this far Thank you Is that It's always a good idea To have these kind of Evolving priorities You know Try to keep Finding an ambition Something to search for It can be A business idea It can be a hobby It can be trying to turn a hobby Into a business idea Why not? That's surely the best outcome for anyone Um, being involved in collaborative things so for example me helping this person potentially become an MP it could lead to a job for me it may not do but I feel the pull I'm conscious of the pull to get back in the saddle get back in the MP's office feel involved again pretty cool like it's definitely there whether or not it's a good idea whether or not it's the best practical move for me it was the time where I felt the most purpose and maybe I'd have a more important role this time. That's something I've got to talk to her about. It's an interesting development or, or am I just going back to a, a safer, perceptively safer, more comfortable time. Am I regressing to 2010 when I first got in the office and had that euphoria of being there and at the time of, for the first time feeling incredibly important and relevant do I need that am I being superficial are the more pragmatic concerns is that just an abdication of personal ambition to be safe who knows it's it's a lot of things to think about and I will do that over the coming months um but again one of my major priorities now and I'll talk about this in the next podcast is to really excel in the current job that i'm in you know to build get that foundation of skills really down and i'm looking forward to, to to that and i'll see you guys on the next podcast so thanks for for tuning in and i'll speak to you soon